And welcome back to Get Into It, where we do just that. I'm Ambry. And I'm Jordan. And today we are actually doing an episode that we kind of talked about in a previous episode, like just kind of brainstormed while we were recording, mm-hmm. um, which is things that we loved slash liked slash enjoyed, because love is a very strong word. <laughs> and I don't know right. if it will encompass everything we're going to say, mm-hmm. but things that positive things or things that we enjoyed about living in the suburbs, living, excuse me, in white suburbia. Let me specify that because if you grew up in a black suburb, I'm very envious of you. That was not our experience at Mm -hmm. all. So this is specifically in our white conservative suburbia um, in Georgia. So how are you today, Ambry? I'm really good. This is going to be an interesting topic because usually we, it's not that we want to harp on the negative. It's just that the negative is so negative. So (laughs) (laughs) it's just so loud. It's like blinking, like like screaming negative, negative, negative. negative, negative. So it's like let's just do this this pin um let's see should I start yeah go ahead okay one of the things I liked about living in like white suburbia is that they they know how to find some food places I'll be honest <laughs> they know how to they cause, explain because like, look in in white suburbia what they tend to do is they like you know for numerous reasons they put more like upper upper end I guess restaurants and like restaurants that are um I guess cleaner more well staffed and things like that in the suburbs so it's like your your options are full if it, even if it's not like super close like walking distance you'll be able to find because it. it's not People gonna be it's it. not gonna yeah be exactly distance. so you'll find <laughs> like artisanal stuff you'll find like yeah. very niche stuff in the suburbs sometimes uh like especially if you have a different dietary choice, like if you're like a, a vegan or something like that, you yeah. most definitely will find a restaurant that either solely caters to you or has a menu that caters to you. That's like, very true. And if you honestly, if you're anywhere else, you're probably not going to find that. Um, you're probably like not going to find a place. If you're in yeah. LA, obviously you're like, yeah, that's, that's a different, <laughs> it's different. But as far as like in the South, like, I mean, if you go to Atlanta, there's not, but it's not going to be like, you have to search for like the good vegan places and the good, ver- right. like, unless you're going to slutty vegan, which is like really good. But other than that, you have to like, f- like look for it. You can stumble into a vegan restaurant down here and be like, oh, y'all don't, oh. okay. Right, like, oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah. That's funny. Okay, let's see. Um, One of the things that I said, oh, I had a list. I should have figured oh. this out. Um. I'm gonna do this. The up and down jump when a certain comes song comes on at a party that they do. I think <laughs> every literally started laughing at me. I think that is so funny because like everyone in the room, if you've never been to a Caucasian person's party, <laughs> you when a song comes on, and you know what song it will be? Turn down for what? It will be oh turned down for what? They were in they, shackles because it doesn't wrong. matter what year it is, what decade we're in. Put on turn down for what at a mostly white function, this will happen. Everyone will get there, they, ah, ba-da, 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 and they're like gearing up, right? And they're gearing up, and they're all like they moving, <laughs> and then he goes turn down for, and everyone in that down we are mm-hmm. jumping up and down like head bopping. Like if you've ever heard like 
oh, it's a rager. And you're like, what's a rager? Go to a white person's party where they're playing turn down for what? It will quickly turn into a rager. It is so funny and like everyone just knew what to do and I was like okay and then I started doing the jump with them because like who you finna be the only person not jumping that thing is really good for your dopamine and like serotonin and like endorphins yeah. that's great I love oh, that scientific bringing my science <laughs> words you know, that's they always do that and I just thought it was the funniest thing because like as opposed to just like you know dancing being down here <laughs> dancing like they decide to jump which i guess if you can't dance that's like a-okay just to but jump they always like on that. beat they are always on beat with that jump. jump that's true that's true well 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 but as a collective they are <laughs> this might be a few sparse individuals that and you'd like, be like what are, what are you doing? doing we're all yeah. it's on one you're jumping on two like what are we doing um but it's it's funny though because they're like it's fist pump and it's like yeah it's like a whole thing <laughs> it's a whole ensemble and you know it when you see it like it's like it's literally so funny how consistent it is yeah and yeah <laughs> I love that so much but going off of that like the party scene when you're in the white suburbs it's like you can take this as a good or a bad thing but if you're like somebody who enjoys int- attention if you are a black person at a party they will yeah. most definitely look at you to be like the cultural phenomenon like you are a dancer for the day and I don't care if you're not classically yeah. trained I do not <laughs> care if you don't if you barely have rhythm they will admire your dance moves regardless do like, something stupid and people are like, oh, stupid. like oh get like, it Jamal like you're like what is happening it. yeah like it doesn't even matter just 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 have it kind of just do something and they'll be yeah. like ooh, ooh, ooh. if you do like, it with some sense of confidence I bet you right. they're gonna try to uh, uh, what's it called imitate yeah it's just like it's the funniest thing because you really don't have to try hard like you can like hit a stanky leg like even in a bad way they be like, they be like, like what is this cool dance that you're doing it's circa 2000 right. <laughs> like, literally. It, doesn't even it doesn't even matter so like if that's your if that's your speed Mm. oh one thing I loved uh and I did love this was when I'd be one of two black people in the room or one of like two people of color in the room and something crazy happens something something crazy happens and we just automatically find each other and give Mm. a look we didn't even have to acknowledge each other before the moment happened but you look instinctively and your eyes just tell the whole story and then you guys start laughing on opposite room ends of the room and no one knows why you're laughing I love that (laughs) it really is something special even if you don't know that person I find myself like doing that with people I just do not know (laughs) I think that's when it's like like (laughs) I don't say if it's better because like when I if I see like when we were in theater and things happen it'd be all like four of us just like okay that was funny because we were all together but I think it's another element of funny when you don't even like you've never spoken to this person before a day in your life and y'all both already know what's up I think that's hilarious it happens so often like it happens so <laughs> often but it's like it's not even the thing that I recognize that I do like right? it's just something that I do because I'm like I know y'all saw this I know we're all seeing this. Like, we're seeing the same thing. I see you, you see me. Is, we see each other. <laughs> like, <laughs> it just it's literally so funny. And it's it happens so often. It's, especially in school. Like I remember it happening so, so Yeah. Uh, not so much like in just like walking around in 
life because some people some people know about the look but some people don't want to give you the look if that makes sense like some people are a little bit nervous or they just don't want to um, be bold with your blackness come on (laughs) they just don't want to do it but like the look is just so iconic I just and it's so it's the same look I don't change it up so you (laughs) know it's the same every time because I don't think it's something that we're consciously doing it's like literally instinctively which is why it's the same one and Mm -hmm. I think it's just funny that all of our faces contort to the exact same expression like, at the even... same time <laughs> it's weird but I love it so much um let me think what else do I mind? um you know what I okay I like when white moms would like bring their baked goods to yes. whatever function yes that is like so Mm, and I don't eat everyone's cooking, but baking is it's different. exactly what I was going to say. Let, yeah. me, let me put this disclaimer. Do this if you know that person, kind of, sort of. Because if they have cats or they have dogs, be cautious. Because Listen. one thing that we know that white people like to do is allow their cats in the kitchen, on the counter, their dogs to eat off the same spoon. I have been there when it happened. I went to someone's house for dinner. I got to see how I can say this to where it's not too specific to where they know I'm talking about them. <laughs> and they were cooking. No, they had, they were putting things on plates. They were about to like bring it to the table. But we were all in there like helping, obviously. You're eating at someone's house. And the cat from the ground dro- jumps up into the counter. And I was like, oh my God. Because like people are very protective of their pets. You don't want to just like grab someone's right. animal because then the, you could be causing a problem, right? that cat put their face in the salad and I was like oh my god I was like I literally went um 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 insert person's name here and then they were like oh okay so they grabbed their cat and they bring the bowl to the table see and people start and so then that was the only like green thing so the only technically vegetable there and the mom was like okay y'all need to eat up because like I can't have your parents thinking I'm not feeding y'all vegetables. I, people put the salad on their plate. I did not. Because I, I was watching everything because I was there early. So I was watching everything, how I was prepared. And I just ate the stuff that didn't have any contact with the cat. No cross-contamination with the spoons. Like, they ate the salad. Couldn't be me. I can't. So the, the, though the big goods are like... In like weird flavors that like, how did you even come up with this? But, but they're good. Still, they're always they're good, so though. good. This, the weird ones are. Mm. Was it? When did you get them? I would usually get them. There was a mom. She they moved a while ago. But at the beginning of school, the first day of school, the end of school, or any breaks, that yeah. she would bring it to the bus stop, and we'd all like get cookies. Oh, she made these really good cookies. That's sweet. Her kids were in like kindergarten. I was in fifth grade and I was munching on cookies. <laughs> I would get them at like functions. Uh, so like, like mm-hmm. the moms that were like super active in the kids' lives. Oh, yeah, the PTA? The PTA soccer moms. Ooh, they're, they're, they're bringing the heat when it comes to baking. Because I feel like time. it's like a competition. Like I need to be better than Sarah Beth this week. I need to really like get it, it really together. Is. You can tell the competition's in the taste. Miss <laughs> 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 Mary Beth really putting her elbows in it. And I'm die. benefiting. I don't care. I'm benefiting greatly. But yeah, be cautious though. Because not hey. every time, not every time. I have to watch. I have to be very careful because not even just like with pets. Some people just don't have good like cooking Hygiene. practices. Yeah, like 
Mm-mm. So it's not, it's not for everybody. So that has a little like, er, on the side. So don't take that full. <laughs> yeah. Tread, tread lightly. Tread lightly. Yeah. Um, seeing firsthand and you kind of alluded to this, which is why I was like going to talk about it. Seeing firsthand the differences in cultures and yeah. not cultures in terms of like, Oh, like Western and East, like things that are prevalent in the black community and things that were prevalent in what we saw of the white it's weird to call it a white community because whatever, but a white, the white, white people around us. And some things I have dress codes for like, when you're oh, going to places, yeah. it's very interesting because very like, different. so, you know, conservative suburb in the Bible belt, people go to church. Yeah. The things that they wear to church are very, very different than what is worn in traditional black church if you go to a multiracial church you're not gonna it's not about you but if you go to a black church traditional traditional black church there's a sunday best like you you can't come in in jeans you can't come in in sneakers you can't come in like with hoodies on like you have there's a dress code like and if you come in looking in jeans or any of those things people will talk about you (laughs) (laughs) they will look at you and talk at you and you congregation will be on you your name's gonna be clean up their mouth. Everyone. But and going into these churches here, yeah. It's it's really the definition of come as you are. So if you want to take take that up with what you mean, but it's like it was just yeah, it's very interesting. Like we went to like some functions. We were like, oh, um, we were going to a school banquet for my brother. Banquet. What are you thinking when you hear banquet? Now it's obviously not black tie. We're in middle school, but you think like you need to put on something. Something nice. Slacks. People yeah. were in basketball shorts and like t-shirts that they went to school in and I'm like this is a banquet what are you doing and so it's just a difference in like what folks are wearing I just I was really shook by that that was just one thing in terms of the difference in do you have anything in terms of the there's a lot in difference in culture yeah yeah so much um but in terms of like dressing that's for sure something I noticed that like with black and brown people honestly I'll expand um I feel like there's a lot I would say in terms of like fashion choices and making distinct choices it's about drip with uh black and brown people and if you don't know what drip means specifically it's about like brands like if you're a Nike person, you're wearing all Nike, you know, like if you're, you're not mixing person, with you're, Adidas, you're not mixing because it's specific, like it, it's specific. So like your drip is very much like important to you. And that's how you express fashion. Or at least that's how I see um, black people, specifically in suburbia, express fashion a lot of the time. But with white people, they're just kind of like, hmm. like they'll have designer brands. Like they'll, they'll have, right. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't get me wrong, but it's, they it's more like I'm not gonna say they don't have fashion because they do like there's people who are showing up to show out all the time but it's it's a different type of like the attention uh, to detail is right attention to detail is different it's it's hard to explain they're like more driven by an aesthetic while I noticed black and brown people are driven by brands and then being in that brand like you know mm-hmm. and it's not to say that black people don't do aesthetics I've seen quite a few but I just want to seen like, especially with guys, actually, like with, with guys, like they're full. Yeah, they're going to be dripped out for sure. Dripped out. Yeah. Which is slightly different than just like having a good fit. It's slightly different, but I don't know. Yeah, because you got to make sure a lot, like not only do your colors have to be cohesive, 
it's the brands that have, to be, have to be cohesive right. from like your shirt to your shoes to your socks to your pants like it has and to be very specific about that so yeah, yeah. that was interesting let me see what other like cultural differences um yeah let's see let's see let's see there's so many it's just not one i have um was and this might just be my family that didn't do this but how um normalized and accepting um dating at very early ages was and Mm -hmm. I have you noticed that because like something that was coming for me like we'd be fifth grade sixth grade people are like I have a boyfriend and blah 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 and I'm like what are you doing like no No. one has like what are you doing is when they're like my family my parents they they took us to a date I was like they took us to or when they're like me my boyfriend sixth seventh grade are going on vacation together with my family he's coming with us right that would blow my mind my little my little fifth grade mind I was like it's blowing my 18 year old mind I'm like they did what they they took you on a vacation hold us together your parent and your dad was there too and your mom was there too wow whoa whoa never literally never my mind I would be nervous like it would be a whole procedure to ask like Ambry if we if I was going on vacation in my big age of when I met you in 10th grade for me to be like Amber, can Amber come on vacation with us one for my parents to be like yes and then one for her parents to also be like yes so the fact that we're the same gender and we're both like well like I'm we're not romantically involved so when people were like this is my boyfriend and he's coming to uh where where did they always go PCB what is that Panama City Oh yeah, oh city beach, gosh. and they'd be like, "Me and my boyfriend are going together with my parents." I'm like, "What is happening? This would never happen to me." <laughs> Nor do I think I want it to happen to me in seventh grade. No, it was so serious because there's literally no. I have never ever heard of uh, black parents letting you go with your uh, date or whatever anywhere on your family <laughs> let vacation. Alone vacation. Oh my gosh, I can't even imagine the face that my mom and dad would make <laughs> if I was like. Here is my boyfriend Tyler. Can Tyler go with us as tenth as tenth graders? Can we can we both go to whatever vacation we're going on? They would be so stupid. Like so I think my parents stupid. would pull me out of school and put me put me somewhere. Yeah, I don't know. They'd be like, have you lost your mind? That they Oh my gosh. Oh, it's actually really funny the thought. <laughs> well, like when I was thinking about this topic, I was like, that whole going on vacation thing. That was that, really, no. That's a good that point. Was, that was <laughs> crazy. Like it's one thing to be dating someone and like your parents take you to like yeah, like the movies and drop you off. Yeah, I'm like, like okay, whatever. But they were like going on whole vacations together. Like had to like either sit in a road trip. Can you imagine being in a car on a road trip with your family and your sig- significant other at the age of thirteen? I really don't even know what I do, guys. Because it wouldn't. I'd be pass fine. away in the like car. It, no, it literally <laughs> wouldn't be fine. The way that the way that this family is built, they can't, <laughs> it would be a whole situation all the time. Something will be wrong. So, no. And I wouldn't oh, want to subject anyone else to that. Exactly. Well, I wouldn't want to put them in that situation. Like that seems like a really bad. That's torture, inhumane torture. If I were to do that anyway. Do I even like you at this point? If I'm letting like, you. Like. <laughs> Oh, wow. That was good. But honestly, piggybacking off of that, one thing about where we grew up, they have very specific, like, excursions. I always say this. I always say this. 
so the thing about the thing about the suburbs or white people in general they have excursions mm-hmm. they go like <laughs> if you don't know what to do in a given place and in the suburbs just ask like a person they will tell you the most random very niche spot to do anything like I have never in my life they go to like rock climbing places on a third day afternoon just to do it because it's yeah. like they it is so funny them organizing to like hang out they always have like it's not an itinerary per se but they always have a very specific place that they go yeah. that it's like unique in some sense because you know we're like, going paintballing we're going where paintballing. did you find like, this <laughs> like how did we get here? i want to go <laughs> how did we get here but it's so cool to me yeah it is so cool um and with black oak i love that but what we tend to do <laughs> we like let's have a kickback oh let's do this yeah which is nice which is nice but like we don't do excursions like there's not a person that's like per se per se like a person is like let's go kayaking on a Wednesday evening you know that doesn't really happen for them they're like let's let's go skydiving let's go whitewater rafting (laughs) I didn't even know what that was I still don't really know what that is (laughs) they have the place they have the tickets down they have everybody's RSVP if it's we have season passes come with us they have everything (laughs) on deck literally where it needs to be and that is so funny we'll pick you up (laughs) it's dope dope, though because they'll like introduce you to places or they'll tell you about places that you never you would never even think to look up because it's like yeah I it's think very the, specific to the suburbs. But yeah. The things that the excursions that I've gone on with black people a lot of times have been like go-karting. Like that's about like going to and it's not like going to a go-kart place unless it's one place I'm thinking of, but like it'd be let's go to what place has it? Dave and Busters or let's go to Stars and Strikes and that type of thing and you can do a bunch of stuff there. Right. The people that we grew up around will be like, okay, so we're gonna go to North Georgia, and we're no. going to. And you'd be like, how, like, how am I gonna? Like, I had to. I was trying to. Um, ooh, I was about to say their name. One of my friends wanted. It's not bad. One of my friends wanted to take me somewhere, naturey in the wilderness, or whatever. And I had to mm-hmm. like ask my parents, could I go? And they were like, what are y'all gonna do up there? And I was like, what one does in the woods in the woods like it wasn't camping or anything but like what one does by like waterfalls and stuff like they were like why are you trying to go and I was like I and I couldn't I bet it sounded sketch but it really wasn't but I just didn't like it's just so foreign to like be like we're gonna go to drive two hours exactly yeah there's specific spot I don't know why in (laughs) with black parents especially if they're like bouncing their events off of your back like that whoa against your black parents like trying to get them to uh, um, approve of it whatever mm-hmm. like you have to do a lot of convincing a lot of times so it's like if you that. say that you want to go white water rafting they're gonna be like wow what's the definition why <laughs> what are you know like safe like safety uh measures or whatever they're gonna they're gonna interrogate and, and I understand I think as I got older I understand that more especially because like learning about some downtowns and right. like all this other stuff or just like you know get out there's some there's some real there's some real and like you know like you've heard stories about black people going into woods yeah, with never coming, yeah never yeah coming and so just like that type of safety stuff and yeah, so it's valid but it's, it's still valid like a but it was part like of being a black kid in the suburbs trying to do horrible. anything anywhere but yeah <laughs> it's, yeah yeah. It's, yeah it makes sense but still like I can't imagine that is so it's so funny and they have it down packed I have yet to see like their plans fail 
Like, they'll be I've never seen it and like they'll be there. Like you see on Instagram the next week. It, yeah, like never falls through. I don't know why. And there'll be a bunch of them too. It's not even like yeah, it's not people. just one or two. It's like it's like ten, twelve, and they're all doing it. But I'm they like, also are good um, discount finders like group because they'll be like oh i got yeah, this on true. a groupon <laughs> that's probably why it's a lot of people are like oh i got this on a groupon so let's all let's all go <laughs> yeah hmm. yeah i'm trying so to funny. think um, oh one thing that i loved was being somewhere <laughs> and people will burst out into a country song this is very specific mm-hmm. to me i <laughs> I was in chemistry class and I don't know if I told this story here, but I was in, I told you, I was in chemistry class and my teacher was like, I don't want to, you can't play music in here unless it's country. Okay. So they start playing country music on a speaker and this song, I think it's called country road. And at the same, what? <laughs> I think I know that. I think yeah. Yes. I bet you do. I was talking to someone. <laughs> And I was like, because the song started playing, and I was like, what is this? Blah, 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 blah. Because I just have never heard the song. It was not a bad song. I just was like laughing, like, we're, she doesn't accept any music in here, but this song, okay. And she's laughing with me. And then the chorus comes, and I'm like Snapchatting this, like videoing it. And all I hear is people going, West Virginia, Mountain Mama, take me home. And I look back, and my friend is singing it too, the same friend that was clowning everyone with me. I was like, what is happening? Well, I, I was the only person in the room who did not know that song. And I thought it was the funniest thing ever. So then I posted on Snapchat. And my uh, other friend, he came up to me, and he was like, why are you trying to trash on country road jordan what do you mean you don't know this song blah 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 and i like could not contain my laughter i was mm-hmm. like it's just like this there's certain things that like if you go to a black function 95 percent of the black people right. will know so being in a experience where i did not know something because i was in a white space and all of them knew it's kind of like when you hear sweet caroline for the first time oh they love that song they love that oh my gosh they love it's a good song it's a good song all these are they're not bad songs none of these songs i'm saying are bad but it's just so funny how consistent yeah it's so how consistent their reactions are which is like you know it's cute but it's like (laughs) it's funny I was at a basketball game when they played Sweet Caroline and the whole stadium was like (laughs) and my dad was doing it too and I was like how do you know the song and he had been going to the games and my mom was sitting there she was like this is not the type of music you play at basketball games where's the hip-hop where is the (laughs) she just started listening up I was like mom we in a different area we in in a different space now that in Bohemian Rhapsody oh my gosh I didn't too, it's a listen great it's a great song, song. <laughs> it's a great song I didn't know about it until seventh or eighth grade because we played it in band class and the people around me were shook that I had never heard of that song before and I was like it's not it's not something that's ingrained in like black culture bohemian rhapsody yeah yeah maybe it uh, <laughs> I think it should I don't know it's a good song but uh let me see if I can think of anything else. Um, that was actually on my list, the songs that I heard. No, just songs that oh. I've heard um, 
what, because that, of right. yeah that I wouldn't hear at home. That's very that's very true. It does like um, open your horizons, I guess, outside of what your parents, which is like at least for me, my parents were like late nineties, um, you know, late nineties and then later, like seventies, sixties, black music. My dad, he has this taste in music is a, a bit more expensive than my mom because she's gospel. But <laughs> so <laughs> my mom literally. So I, I hear like, you know, white people ditties or like what they're called white people ditties because you know it's for everybody. Um, occasionally, but like there's certain songs that will be played a lot uh, in the suburbs that you just wouldn't just wouldn't be exposed to anywhere else. So yeah, yeah it's it made me get some new songs. Right. You know? And appreciate yeah, other artists yeah, and other, other types artists. of music. Yeah. Look outward. Let's see. Um, you know what? Okay. I am. Again, I always choose the ones where I have to put like a little like caution. Um, but <laughs> go ahead. I, I like when they're like curious about my culture. I think mm-hmm. it's so especially the ones that approach me kindly, like like treating me like I'm a human being and asking questions with my consent, like my verbal mm. consent. I love that. It's the cutest thing ever when they're like, oh, um, they're like referencing my hair and maybe I have a braid in and they're like, oh, that's so cute. Like how long did it take? Um, are you willing to like tell me how much it costs? Like, you know, things like that. Cause like, if you're willing to be educated on something, I think that's a great first step. But it's an even better step when you're doing that with that person's consent or yeah. you're doing that being very aware that I have a person with feelings. And you're not like, you're not antagonizing me by doing like a, a question that you know is like charged. Being like, mm-hmm. oh, I heard y'all people don't, you know, wash your hair every week. That's not a good way to ask me a question. Don't do it that way. You know, <laughs> like, don't, don't do, do it that way. way. Don't do it that way. <laughs> Choose something else, like formulate your questions so that, you know, they're accounting for the fact that I have feelings and emotions. And when you do, you're going to get a more like uh, enthusiastic answer. Yeah. Honestly. And you're going to get an answer that's more detailed because if you ask me something that's charged, I'm just going to be like either no, or I'm just going to be like maybe like a flat answer if I'm feeling generous that day. But I, I love when people do that though especially white people because they're they usually don't have a frame of reference so their questions have to clearly come from nowhere like they're just kind of like yeah you know they're just so cute that most people like in the suburbs that I met hadn't really had that many interactions with black people obviously and some of them would tell me that um, yeah I was very surprised by how upfront some people were they're like you're like the first black person I've been friends with and I'm yeah, like oh. really interactive with and they'll be honest and they'll be truthful about the things that they do not know um and yeah I, I like that I love educating people who I when I feel like it when I feel like it um I love doing it because I want you to learn I think it's worst, a th- yeah. yeah go ahead sorry no, no 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 I think the worst thing they could do is like ask people outside of the culture so I'm, I'm glad that they're yeah asking. that's true so. I was gonna yeah. say um I'm fine with educating people when you know that that's not my responsibility like right. if you're my friend and you're like because I mean I'm so, like there's really nothing that I can tell you that you can't find somewhere with the google search with reading a book going to the library so but like if I 
it's it's um when they come to you without the expectation of like you have to this is your job but like right, i'm just right. curious because some people will literally be just like you you'll be living your life and they'll be like so george floyd what do you think about that and you'll be right. like right. like i had a teacher who was literally like so reparations and i was like to whom like what do you what are you talking about like the, the bell has rung why are you talking and he said what are your thoughts how do you think we should divvy up re- reparations and it feels like a gotcha or it feels like a mm-hmm. definitely that definitely it feels that. weird like you can t- like you can tell when something's genuine or when someone's trying yeah. to y- use what you say in reference to other things like other conversations that they'll have later and be like well mm-hmm. i heard a black person say that they mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. and it's just like yo I'm living my life. Source to cite. Yeah. You just. I'm trying to give you what I know. Um, And it's very. It's personal to me. Exactly. If you ask (laughs) a black person the DMV how they live their life is going to be different than how me as a black person who was raised in the south lives my life. It's going to be different uh, for the black girl who's across the street as it is to me. Like we're different people with different experiences, regardless of like where we grew up or whatever. Our yeah. blackness, with blackness, there's of course some like things that are probably going to be repetitive because of our circumstances or like right. the way that we live our life. Um, so that's it though. <laughs> it's, it's, tailored to, <laughs> it's tailored to the family. It's tailored to so many other like circumstances or uh, whatever. So just, if you keep that in mind and you're nice, I'm fully willing to answer when I because you can't just be i'm not if i'm in a starbucks line please don't ask me questions there even if you're coming at me kindly like it has to be a rapport that we've built you gotta read the room yeah it's for me to be able to be comfortable to give you these things because in fairness there's times where you would say something about your culture and then maybe a day after or even a few hours a few minutes they'll say something that's a joke that was too far or they'll like take your culture and then manipulate it in another conversation or in another you know, way to like make fun of it. And that's like the worst feeling ever. So if you're if you're a non-black person, I'm gonna say non-black. If you're a non-black yeah. person who wants to know anything about it, like a black person or and you have a black friend and you wanna ask them, come at them kindly and be careful with the information that they give you. Because it's like <laughs> it's sometimes yeah. it's a very vulnerable position to be in when you're asked to explain your culture. Yeah. I think it's also because like there are so many things in our society that are like drenched with racism. Like people are like, why you got to bring race into everything? Because everything has roots in racism. Like about almost everything in America. I'm gonna say America. I've only lived in America, but almost everything here is rooted in some and someone's oppression. <laughs> Somewhat. So like something that might be simple to you could have hundreds of years of. Right. oppression and stuff it's like true. that and yeah. trauma there's a lot of trauma involved in a lot of stuff that we do that we know mm-hmm. that we're conscious of and unconscious mm-hmm. of so you know maybe treat them how you would want to be treated, treated. but honestly i can't even say that because they well true because some people reference. are like i don't care but like yeah. you but you know how you would want to be approached on your worst day on your worst yeah. day you know how you want someone and on your best day you know so just like whenever I'm talking to someone regardless of race I'm coming at it like okay they could be experiencing hell today <laughs> let me just be yeah best foot forward I guess yeah 
Do you have anything that's more upbeat that we can end on? <laughs> um, I don't know if I have anything. I'm going to say this. I am grateful for the resources I was provided given yeah. the school district. Um, you know, not to go on a tangent, but no, go ahead. The, the circumstances of school districts are built off of, you know, taxes of the people who were there. So if I was in a better socioeconomic standard, so I was able to go to a school district that had resources because of the population that was there. Um, so I have to be grateful for that circumstance because because of the wealth that was around me, I was able to, you know, uh, join the arts. I was able to yeah. fund, you know, uh, leadership programs and things like that. I was able to join clubs that I knew were not going to be in existence in places that didn't have um, people constantly supplying money to these school districts. So it's like, I, though it came with some issues being like very very few black people there and, and issues like, within the system itself yeah and yes and filling cultural deficits it came with a, a surplus of opportunities that I didn't know yeah. would not have been there if I was anywhere else so I'm grateful to that <laughs> I have to be yeah it's unfair if I was to be like it's all bad because I, it's literally yeah. not because it's not these but these yeah. are things that we have as being Jordan like anybody else who ever grew up in, in the suburbs as a person of color I'll say you know that there's things that you probably dealt with <laughs> that is going to stick with you but you know that you had opportunities that were not present for some people in your community for other people in your community um and the access yeah. is crazy though access because like you know you're going to school with people who are not all of them but some of them are beneficiaries of generational wealth to not like elon musk generate but like some form of generational wealth and because of that like Mm -hmm. even just like being able to see how some people live that is like it's hard to know that you can achieve something that you don't know exists so when you're able to see people living on like golf courses like golf resort type, like mm-hmm. that that does something to like your definition of what's achievable whether you want exactly. to achieve that or not mm-hmm. um and like there are so many problems within the school systems and stuff in our district sure. specifically but and I think this is also a credit to our parents being we have the knowledge and the resources to be able to know those like know the problems Mm -hmm. within there because like again if you are not privy to the issues where you are like there's a lot of things that you're gonna miss but we we, we've caught them (laughs) we see them um and and it's a sick and twisted privilege in that as well um and then there's just also like and I always say this I don't think that I would have, I'm grateful to have grown up in this area because the knowledge that I have just in terms of like people and politics and the way that politics plays a role in everything, you don't really have that in other places. And yeah, trauma sucks. There's problems everywhere. You can't really weigh your problems against other people's, but 
I, I feel like this has given me tools that can equip me to live somewhere else. Like I can choose to live in a fully black or a predominantly person of color suburb and have a, a really different types of appreciation for that than someone who didn't. Um, mm. And I can learn about that and be aware of that. And I think that that's cool. Um, and also the understanding I have just in terms of like white people and like navigating white spaces, I'm, I'm really grateful for because most of the spaces that we're going to encounter are majority white, um, oh. unless you create them. And it's a skill. It's a skill that some people have to learn quickly later on in their life where we had so like I've had 18 years to learn that yeah Yeah, that's okay so I think that's our episode (laughs) this was actually really fun we should come up with more uh, episode ideas while we're recording (laughs) this was actually really good (laughs) um Thank you all so much for listening. If you grew up in a similar position and you want to share some of the things that you, I'm going to say loved, but you understand that that's not the right word <laughs> that you yeah, appreciate, appreciate it. That's thank you. Appreciate it about growing up in white suburbia. Please let us know. You can message us on our anchor, which is in the description of this episode. Leave us a message on our Instagram at get into an underscore podcast. I love saying that. Or if you're watching the visual um, podcast on our YouTube, you can leave it in the comments there. Um, Amber, do you have anything else you want to say? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Bye, y'all. Bye. Thank you.